Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of For the Kudos. This episode is brought to you by the Sydney Marathon. Australia, let's make history together. We need everyone to get behind the Sydney Marathon in their bid to become one of the world majors. Joining the likes of New York, London, Boston, Chicago, Berlin, and Tokyo marathons. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So if you're a runner and looking to set yourself a goal, make sure you sign up for this year's all new Sydney Marathon on September 17th. Experience the Southern Hemisphere's only platinum label marathon and achieve a new PB with a massive course update and redesign. There'll be plenty of exciting new on-course entertainment which will be sure to motivate you on race day. Early bird entries are open now. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Right. <laughs> Why is that sounding so muffled? Hear me through this. <laughs> <laughs> is it cold in the studio? No, I've just been watching all these like rap interviews and they all... We're like balaclavas and stuff, so I thought it'd be okay. But you come back from come back from London, you run running two ten. Don't really want to see your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I'm a fucking drill UK rapper, rapper now. <laughs> um, what's going on? Not much. Um, Settle back in a non jet lag life. Uh, fine, you... pretty close. Saski was absolutely going to town on you at the uh, at Grego's birthday. Drinks yesterday. We had, yeah. went out for birthday drinks with Ryan. She's talking shit. Yeah, well, she no, she definitely was talking shit because she goes, "You don't even try to get get a good like get into routine. You don't try at all. Like you come home and at middle of the day you go for an eight hour nap." And you said eight hours, and she goes, "Yeah, it was about that." She goes, "I went out for my run and came back and you were still asleep." Yeah. And you went, "How long did you run for?" And she goes, 90 minutes." Well, there we go. <laughs> Might have been two hours max. Yeah, she exaggerates it a little bit. But, yeah, um, she's like me. We're both, we're both very similar in that way. Yeah, but no, I was struggling to get over jet lag. I I think just the flights I did weren't very good flights because I got in at midnight on Tuesday night and then went to bed at about one a.m. and was awake at three. Yeah, and and then pretty much every day was just like that. And I'd and I'd get so tired in the afternoon that I would end up napping, which is like the worst thing to do. Yeah, you got to fight through it. Yeah, but. The last two nights I've kind of slept through, which is uh, being good. But yeah, it's it's jet lag is one of the worst feelings. I think it's yeah, it's it's a really bad feeling when you. I think it's a worse feeling when you have something that you have to do. So for you, you're like you're not have, you don't have to be training right now. Like yeah. if you were coming back from a track season and you had like more races and you've got to try and fight through it with training, it's awful. But you can. Like the moment you're doing seven k runs, you don't really. Yeah, to, but I feel like when you do it, when you have things to do, it, it gets it you more into a routine. Where I don't have anything to do right now, so I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. We should, should have got you know Rod to take us out in the boat like fishing, and you're like, yeah, let's go. Oh, fish are biting at three a.m. Yeah, let's exactly. <laughs> gets you straight out of. <laughs> you won't need a nap at all. He gets up early, so he'd love it. It'd exactly. Good, yeah, Rod, if you're listening, take us fishing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a beautiful day on the bay yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, been really um, – weather's been insane. Yeah, that we long were, run was great. We went to the uh, to the Pillar Hill yep. at uh, the Run the Tan race. Yeah. yeah. Cat Bissett absolutely flying up. She yeah. soft her watch at the top so you could tell she only cared about that. It's like, my job is done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that no, was a good turnout. So thank you to everyone who came to that. Um, what else has been happening with you? Well, with me? Yeah. Oh, geez, not my – I'm just trying to get back into – you got no, Routine. no interesting stories for me? What's been happening with you? I know something that I'll be talking about and things we've seen yeah. on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've already just gone over the Sydney Marathon new course. Yeah. Which is kind of they announced that like last week or the week before. Which actually when I was in London, heaps of people were kind of speaking about Sydney Marathon. and Because um, one of the most sketchy things that people were worried about was that boardwalk section. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a marathon you don't want to be – Especially if it's like you can't you can't uh, you can't predict the weather, and if it's a little bit wet on the wooden boardwalk, yeah, definitely. And that's like I think a lot of people a lot of people's concerns with last year is the, the finish. Um, you kind of <laughs> you get into thirty five k in the race, you're absolutely stuffed, yeah, and you're doing all these tight turns on a slippery surface. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the big the big changes to the course is how you now head to the botanical gardens and then straight into Macquarie Street, which mm. is and then it's a direct line straight down to the finish instead of having to stop and start all through the boardwalks, which is yeah, it's yeah. definitely a much faster course than than, yeah. uh, than previous years and Did more enjoyable as well. I think you just get uh, running on like 
like it's like nearly a bike path, those yeah. boardwalks. So they're really thin where now you're on big wide open roads and it feels like a major marathon a bit more. Yeah, and some, like some athlete, some of my athletes have said, um, they're like, oh, you know, but it's still, you know, there are some turns and stuff. It's not like, it's not um, as fast as I could say it could, be, it, it could be. And it's like, well, as you said, New York, Chicago, races like that, it's not, they're, they're world major marathons to do in the world major city. It's like, yeah, you could go out on a highway and go out yeah. back and it's like that's just not what the it's it would it's not going to have the same atmosphere and all that. Like you're racing in the heart of Sydney. They actually go through um through the rocks. Yeah. which is where my uncle and auntie used to have a house in uh, the rocks really? under you know it's actually talking about Grego. It's Grego's favorite pub there. I think it's called the Harbourview Hotel in the rocks. Yeah. And they had this like four-story terrace house. It was honestly the most like such an amazing thing, and the, the course that she goes past that, and they probably sold it. About 10 oh, years really? Ago. Never, yeah. never forgive. It was like <laughs> in the family, and then they sold it. And like, yeah, no one speaks to them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, exciting news. But yeah, his people were um, kind of like talking about Sydney Marathon and asking what I thought about it, and like just because while you're away, everyone's hurt. Yeah, at, at yeah. London. So like a lot of people have heard about it, and like, oh yeah, all the managers know about it. So it's definitely feels like it's building some traction. So I've hopefully got, Australians are getting behind it too. Yeah, well, I've been getting messages from friends and stuff. Saying yeah. Like, oh, I want, you know, I had a, a friend message me that I hadn't spoken to in a while saying, hey, I'm, I heard on the podcast, like you guys are doing this thing. It wasn't even part of the competition. He's like, it makes me want to do it. Can I, uh, c- can I, can you coach me? And I was like, yeah, I suppose. We'll <laughs> and, yeah, we'll um, check in with our athletes. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, but they're kind of just starting to get into a bit more yeah, specific we, training. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're fit. It's going to be good. Um, other in other news, the second episode of Gold Coast Diaries came out last week. So that's with uh, Jordy Williams and Jen Gregson. People are loving that. Super entertaining. Um, and there was also a Q and A session. The second one uh, with Dave McNeil hosting with Nick Cross and Richie Johnson from Melbourne CBD Physio. Um, and, you know, their first episode was about like I'd, how, how to identify an injury, running injuries and stuff and, you know, how they got into into their work. And then the second episode is more about how to manage the run, like running-related injuries um, with tips and tricks and, and it's uh, super insightful. So that sort of stuff makes you a faster runner. Yeah, so you learn more from that than you do from us, definitely. Definitely. We're, yeah, we we try to like be entertaining, and we're not even that. So no. you may as well you may as well join Patreon and actually learn something. <laughs> yeah. um, plus, all the women's marathon podcasts are up there it's for you to listen to. Yeah. And Saskia said yesterday, she's like, "Yeah, listen to um, like Eloise's episode or something." Like that. And I was just like, "How the hell did you listen to that?" Like, I thought she like because <laughs> she has ever. access to our drives because she oh, has the video. And I was like, "Is she like downloading it and listening to it there?" And then she's like, "On Patreon." Idiot. I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you forgot what was going on Patreon. Yeah, um, Jordy. Speaking of Gold Coast Doe's, Jordy had a little race yesterday, and he so did, did Jen. Actually, both of them had a race. Yeah, um, but Jordy down racing at the tan with, yeah. with Grego, um, and Jordy raced in Mornington. Yeah, I tell you right now, cocky you little bastard. He was saying that he would have dropped me yesterday, and I go, "What do you run? 73. 73. I'm like, "Look, I know I ran sixty seven at Hobart. It was probably a good three <laughs> minutes slower than the Mornington course." You're still going to be finished about ten minutes behind. And he's like, "Nah, I would." He goes, "I've seen you train," and he goes, "I was like, <laughs> yeah, Jordy. He was, uh, yeah. I don't know. Apparently, it's a bit hilly that course, but it looked like pretty nice conditions. So, actually, one of the guys that Jordy coaches, uh, Lockie Edwards, was winning at the turnaround, and there was no one at the turnaround, and the and the lead bike kept going, oh, and no. they ran five hundred meters past, then turn around, came back. Imagine Lock- they just kept going. Like he's yeah. still lucky it was still, still going right now. Yeah. He's like, the lead feels long today. <laughs> the lead bike. <laughs> lead bikes. Oh, it's so stupid. Um, but he ended up running 74 minutes and for 22.2K. Oh. Um, and what do you do in that scenario? Like yeah. if there's prize money. It's well, like, there was. But there was. what happened was, so Dane Verway, who's one of probably the best blokes in, yeah. in Australian athletics, yeah. he, he won the race. First crossed the line and he's like, oh, Lockie kept going and he's like, he would have beat me. So they gave him two, his time two seconds faster than Dane's. Okay. So that's how they did it. Okay. Yeah. Good good job from Dane there. That would have been, I know. Uh, if that was me, I would have been like, Lockie, I've no, yeah. there was nobody in front <laughs> yeah. of me on a bike. Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> I think I saw him cut the course if anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's honestly in, in Hobart when 
Tim Vincent was, I was like, no, nah, it's definitely, it's like when Liam Adams in that Sydney race, when you get like, you're getting beaten by a few minutes in a half marathon and you're thinking, oh, they've cut the course somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a big sore loser. It's like, <laughs> no, Joel, you're just getting towed up. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, both these, well, Geordie and Lockie both training for um for Gold Coast. For Gold Coast. So. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, how many people are you coaching for Gold Coast? I don't know, a few. Yeah, yeah, a few. A, yeah. a lot. There seems to be a lot of um, Melbourne athletes go up to Gold Coast. So. Yeah, it's a big, a big run for for a lot, a lot of Melbourne athletes. Um, I was talking to you off air a little bit about uh, you know because when we're coaching, we're always bouncing ideas off each other and just talking about throwing in races in a marathon block mm. to break up um, because I feel like. When you've got those endurance sessions, for like on a Friday, the, the big sort of marathon workouts, and then you have a long run on Sunday, there's that whole thing, you know, it's like a 12-week marathon block, right? But it's like not even you. You don't do 12 weeks of those endurance sessions yeah. and, and uh, like a long run. You're not doing two and a half hours for 12 weeks in a row on a Sunday, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, runners will come to us for coaching and that's what they think they need. And it's like, oh, no, I can't do a 10K race in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm training for a marathon. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's so many benefits of doing a race in a uh, marathon block. Not only does it break up the training, you get a little bit of a taper, freshen up, have a race, then recover from the race. It's sort of like the overall load is is down a bit. But also you get to practice race day. Yeah. Plus it's like you get so much training benefit out of the race too. Mm. Like you go harder in that than you would in training. So you're getting... But you, because you've tapered as well, you you can do Your that. body's you able can't to go. in training. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and mentally it's just a kind of nice to switch off from training a little bit and kind of put your, I don't know, focus towards something for that's not the big goal for a bit. Definitely, yeah. I think it helps with when people, when when my athletes, some of them, you know, they don't want to race in a, in a block and I sort of try and guide them to do so because when you are lining up after 12 weeks and it's like you're on the line and you just think this is it, this is like a, yeah. a big thing. So even with some of my athletes, I sort of changed up a bit of my – a bit of my pep talk to um, I had a bunch of athletes racing in uh, Boston and then in London and they pretty much all of them except one PB'd. They all ran really well. Um, but one thing I was sort of trying to explain to them um, when I was talking to them is that you've got – you're going to do another marathon next year. You're going to – you're going to. I don't want you to think because it's so easy I think for people to, to, to um, be lining up and it's just like that dread sort of sets in. It's like this is it. This is – this is the day. This is what I've been working towards, and it's like builds up a lot of mm. a lot of pressure. Whereas it's like just treat it as another race. And that's yeah. easy for me to say as a coach, but I suppose it ended up working because they all ran really well. Yeah, it is. It is hard because you do put like a lot into the marathon. Like it seems like a bigger race than anything else. But yeah, I think you do have to just treat it as another race because otherwise, mentally, it just becomes draining on you, yeah. if you if you're putting that much pressure on yourself. But and I think that's why doing little races in the lead up is can help. It can help because you're getting. Um, little rewards along the way so it's not just that this is black and white success mm. or not this is like all right let's get some little rewards and yeah yeah i i think there's something in that when you broke the aussie record and you did it nine weeks after london yeah and it's like there's just something in that where it's like you did a big performance in london and then it's like oh okay now i've got another marathon coming yeah. up. Oh, i just did one it's like it, it takes away that you know imagine if between now and the middle of next year, you weren't doing a marathon and next, the middle of next year, you knew that you had to try and break the mm, record. Yeah. It's just every run you're thinking about it. It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, do one. And even before London last year, like I raced heaps. Like yeah. I was doing all the Australian races, um, did a half marathon in in the UK like a few weeks before as well. So yeah. it's like... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think it's, it is good just to race. And Weren't you hurt then? You I had my bad Achilles, yeah. Yeah, but when you're putting the capsicum, rubbing the capsicum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's getting... a crazy time of life, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 oh shit, I forgot that joke. <laughs> so stupid. Um, let's let's uh, kick straight off with one of the most boring training weeks of yeah, all time. Yeah, rush through this one. I'm going to try and make it interesting for the listeners. Um, <laughs> did we go through anything in my recap of what I'd been doing those few days? Uh, not really, no, because we, we recorded two days. Yeah, I think you were, you were really sore. Yeah, um, you. We recorded on the Wednesday, and you'd only raced the Sunday before, yeah. so yeah. you were quite, um, you were quite sore. I think you'd managed one little jog. No, I hadn't been for a had yeah. So there you go. So no, so I flew, I flew home I wasn't on the Monday, yeah, and yeah, got in Tuesday midnight. Wednesday, I went for a ride, um, 
by myself. Oh, this one's by yourself. Yeah. Oh, and right. then uh, went. Oh, that's where the I did fifty k. That's where the pig. Yeah, the, the Jack. The yeah. picture of Jack looking back at the yeah, bike. That was funny. Um, and then Thursday, I did nothing at all. Um, just try. I was gonna. Yeah. Really good way to try and fight jet lag. Yeah. Oh, doing, what do you got planned? Nothing. nothing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was raining a little bit, so I just didn't really do anything. Friday, went for a five k jog and. It was one of the hardest runs I've ever done. Just so painful. I was just like my stride length was just like thirty centimeters. <laughs> I was just shuffling along, and um, usually like I've run like a few days after marathons before, and usually you feel pretty bad, but you kind of like warm up into it. But I just didn't. And then any little slight downhill was just so painful, and I just had to keep like walking down any steep downhills. Um, I reckon it's got something to do with this uh, recover, like. Flying so soon after yeah. this is the worst I've pulled up for a marathon, I reckon. Yeah. Also, you you know, you just, I don't know, get a bit older. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not a spring chicken anymore, <laughs> yeah. mate. Um, but yeah, both my quads pretty sore. So uh, yeah, I was struggling. Saturday, me and Jack went for a ride. Probably another, I don't know, four. I actually forgot to start my watch for it, but probably yeah, like that one. 40, 50K. We'll be hearing about we'll this move, at the end we'll of the move segment. We'll this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, an actual gravel ride. Have you been on one of those? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor little bike wouldn't survive. Shut it would turn up. on the br- turn on reverse and like, no, go back home. <laughs> I need my cover back on me. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my bike I wouldn't even know, but it probably does have a reverse setting. It's, it's got literally the top top end of everything. <laughs> you got a fucking uh, I can't even think of the word. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> enough for you, mate. You got a Prius of a bike. <laughs> 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 um, and Sunday I did 7K. I started off and I was like, actually my legs are feeling heaps better. And then after about 3K, I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, so it's it's just, you obviously, have you have you had treatment yet? No, I'm getting treatment tomorrow. Okay. But, I feel like you probably just need a good a good rub. Yeah. No, my, flush. E- every day they're getting better. Footy boy flush, bit of deep heat, just get I in know. there. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah, I just yeah, I do just need a good massage. But what do you reckon the hardest? Um, like, so that run. What was your first run? Thursday? No, Friday. Friday. Five k. Yeah. What of all sports? What do you reckon would be the hardest thing if you had to, like, say Nike were like, oh, as part of your contract, you have to like jump in and and do this just on the on the Friday. Like, would it be play oh. like like midfield <laughs> in a game AFL or what would it be? Yeah, I don't know. Like nearly anything. I don't. Yeah. It's just like. A judo match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it would be so bad. Like I, my body is so stiff. Like yeah. when I try to touch my toes, I don't get past my knees. Like it's it's just not You're like good. praying. It's like it can be like chess or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Swimming maybe. Swimming? Oh, swimming you could do. Yeah. I was going to say swimming. No. It's like you, you you don't know what the sport is and you, you arrive at the pool and you're like, oh, yes, this is so much easier. Thank you, Nike. And then you like realize that you see there's like all these other guys there and you're like, what the fuck? It's a water polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the most brutal sport in the world. Um, so what's you – know, we'll, we'll, hang on, K's for the week. Uh, 12. Quick. <laughs> Ooh, 12 he's coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's almost got me. <laughs> fuck, you actually doubled me, didn't you? Fuck, you did I already before. doubled. You doubled me before I, I doubled you. I quadrupled you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully more than that. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I did about 100k on the bike. Not bad. Mate, I probably did about 80k on the bike just in commutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we count line bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so do you know what your next race is? Uh, yeah, I'm doing Launceston 10, which is probably about six weeks away. So what... Are you obviously you've just run, you've run a marathon. You've gone straight into a huge, big twelve week, twelve uh, k week. Yep. What's next between now and racing in a ten k? How do you get your body from so looking and feeling like a ninety year old man into ten k race fitness in six weeks? This week, hopefully, I'll be able to run like every day or six days. Yeah. Um, just I don't know if I can run. Hopefully do a bit longer, but like, yeah, 7K, hopefully get up to a bit longer by the end of the week. Um, and then probably then the next week, probably get into a bit more of a normal schedule. Um, I reckon maybe the following Thursday, so like two and a half weeks from now, you um, do a thre- I might do a threshold. Threshold, yeah. You're going to um, jump straight back into three sessions? Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, 
I don't know. I don't really have any problem with doing that because like I'm not doing a marathon session. I'll do my and I'll do a shorter long run. But yeah, yeah I just kind of just go back to like I guess. What is your long run for, for like through the winter season while you're like you know racing things like Gold Coast and and uh, Launceston and stuff? What is your long run ninety or an hour forty five? Nah, probably hour forty five two hours to two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'll probably do. But the aim will be in four weeks to be doing the same training as you. Yeah, and then just have two weeks of that and then race. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know. It's just an interesting thing because it's not fitness. No. Like you're obviously coming, it's, yeah, it's a different thing. I, th- you know? I feel like after Freak Waco. Because you were so fit. Yeah. Before, like if you were to, like, you know, you went, yeah, you went and did a 210, like, woohoo. Like you probably should have just, <laughs> you probably should have just done a 10 count on the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, in all jokes aside, you were really, really fit and you were smashing track sessions really well. So, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, how quickly will you. Will you bounce back? Yeah, I think we've gone back so, to a tan as well. Yeah, I, after Fukuoka, like I jogged a few times, like the week after, then jogged a bit more. But like, and then I jumped straight back into like fast sessions. Yeah, and I think I, I just remember seeing did your it too hard. First session, yeah. Session was... First session back, I did like a flat out K. Yeah, and um, I think just doing that kind of just it was too much of a shock because I've been running five minute Ks. Yeah, then I go to running a whatever around that day 240k yeah. is like and then because uh, i had to get ready for this world cross um, i love that trials. max 1k is 240 that's when you know your body's cooked <laughs> no i don't know i think i ran 235 <laughs> um but i yeah i feel like i was just went way too fast i hadn't done any like strength stuff so my body wasn't ready so this time i want to i'm just getting back in the gym tomorrow Get that going first before yeah. I, and then I want to start just doing a threshold first, just so I can go from running whatever like five minute k's to then doing a bit of a session. Yeah, uh, even like pick a, up, even like a threshold, like you start out a bit slower, yeah. build into it. Yeah. Um. So you're not calling running cardio anymore? Like you're back into focusing on running or what? Uh. Well, it's my alternate exercise after the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty funny when we had um, one of the Patreon listener questions was asking you if you've been back, um, you know, something to do with you. It was it was uh, sort of hinting that you were looking really swole and yeah. I didn't understand and then I saw a photo yeah. and I sent it to you and I was like, okay, no, you do look pretty big there. Yeah, I don't know what was going on because I haven't been doing push-ups. But... Yeah, a bit muscly. Maybe it's just once you uh, once you get... That big, it's hard to hard to oh, no. off. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what my life looks like the next few weeks. I reckon the good thing about that, all I was I wasn't really listening to what you were saying, but all I was thinking is like, yep, he's gonna have time to go fishing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you snap out, I have got yeah, plenty of time on my hands at the moment, so probably pull your finger out at Grattan House, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um what's your week mean? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, although I would say we've definitely talked about this before um, where well, it's, I don't know if it happens to you. It definitely happens to me where I uh, do like a bunch of weeks at around the same sort of case and I think oh, everything's going everything's going good and then it's just like for no real reason um, you just feel really tired one week. It sort of catches up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Collis thinks it's probably from gels just doing a Saturday because it's like you do two sessions then because Saturday is usually my day off. Mm. I do a Saturday race into like a long run um, and yeah, just then into a big hard training session on Tuesday and yeah, I was just being really flat all this week but that's all right. Not letting it stress me out. (laughs) 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 Um, So Monday started off 60-minute run, felt like absolute ass Um, and then Tuesday went to Sandringham to see that bloody track off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so glad to see the back of it. Um, so we had a, yeah, had a, had a track session. Um, it started off with, it was 800s, so five 800s with a minute break. And it was 70s. Well, sorry, first one was 66. So 212, 220, 212, 220, 212. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, and then we had uh, eight 400s, or sorry, 10 400s. Um, and it was four in 68 with 15 seconds rest, three in 65s with 30 seconds rest, three in 62s with 45 seconds rest. How short is a 15 second recovery? Okay, so that's <coughs> so, so I don't think I have been going that well in. Um, 
any of the sort of track sessions. Like I've been good with my thresholds and I've been, but anything like 212, 66 and 65s, I've not been good since coming back in Feb. Um, but so I didn't really know how I would go in this. Um, but the first five 800s was super easy. It was like 60, so I led the first one. I just was straight up. I was like 212. I was like, yep, yeah, I'll lead that. And I was, and I went through in 66 and I was like, oh, really? Is that like it just didn't feel didn't feel that hard? And then like the next one, 70, we're sort of all bunching up, hitting hitting feet and stuff. Um, and yeah, got through those first, got through those five uh, fine. And uh, <laughs> Stewie actually told me after he'd said to Collis, um, he said to Collis, he goes, yeah, Joel's, Joel's, uh, Joel's looking, <laughs> looking good today. And then like, one lap after Collins going, is he? <laughs> so, so we had these, yeah, there's uh, 10 400s. And because it was, uh, I led the first one and because it's 15 seconds, you don't even have enough time to like swap lead. Like yeah. I was just, because I led that one, I'm just going to lead the next one. It's like, you don't have time to shuffle lead and go, oh, you take this because we're all sort of not even speaking. Um, and I sort of dropped Dave a little bit in the first two. So by the time like I'm lining up ready to go, he's almost turning around to go with me. Um, so I did 68, 67, 67 and I was like genuinely just hurting so much. I would have preferred to just run them. Yeah, normal, I know, just do a mile. But the fifth, yeah, but the 15 second breaks were like cooking me and my last one, I like I literally blew it. I was like a sniper, got mm. me. I think I went through 200 in like 45 seconds <laughs> and I just couldn't run. I couldn't run. I was like too lactic. It was like watching an 800 meter and I was just like, I'm so cooked. So I just lapped my watch, tried to recover and I was like just, absolutely cooked um so i got to the end and i was about to jump in with with dave again who was like picking it up um because i feel like dave and i are just a different level of fitness like he can run quick on the track um i can't i'm just not not good at it really um and then Collis was like nah just don't worry about the rest of the session like what they're doing just try and run 70s with 30 seconds rest yeah. Um, and I was, yeah, doing that with Jude, but then Jude was blowing up. So I just sort of did that myself. And I was like in a, it was, it was hurting a lot. I was sort of running 68, 69, 70, 71 around that sort of uh, range. But 30 seconds, it was almost like you come across the line and you don't think it's that hard. And then 10 seconds later, you like get hit with a wave of mm. fatigue and then you've got to line up ready to go again. And because I was, I, didn't have any sort of indicator of what number I was on. I was just doing it until Carlos <laughs> told me to stop. You know, it just felt like I did like 10 of them. I didn't. I don't know how yeah. I would have until I hit 8K maybe. It's funny. You're like not even worrying about the pace. You're just going out and just running hard. Yeah. Everyone, it, just it felt, doesn't matter. You can't. Nah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. It was yeah. just, uh, it was like a, a session of um, you're, you're pretty much maxing out pain wise. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, for someone that was already like feeling a bit tired in the week, that really put me in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, then yeah, Wednesday, I, I went to the Anzac day game on, uh, oh, yeah. on Tuesday. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you chose to bring that up for <laughs> no reason. Um, went, yeah, yeah. I'm like, went to the Anzac day. Oh, don't talk to me. About <laughs> yeah, <that bread>. yeah. <laughs> don't even ask. Don't ask. Uh, no, that was absolutely brutal. No wonder I was tired all week. I was emotionally drained. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Wednesday did a 75 minute run. Um, I was meeting, meeting a friend for coffee after. So I finished, I did it like start and finish, um, finished in Ivanhoe and geez, it gets hilly out there. Like mm. the last 50, cause I went all on the Darabin Creek trail. Um, which is funny. Been talking about the Darabin Creek trail and how much I like it a lot. And Dave had the audacity to argue with me, uh, a training that I was talking about the wrong trail. And he goes, no, you're talking about the Merry Creek trail. I said, no, I'm not. I'm talking about the Darabin Creek Trail. He goes, no, it's not. It's the Merry Creek, the one you run on. I'll go, how do you know? <laughs> yeah. We don't even run together. I go, Darabin Creek, the one that goes out towards Northland. And then he was like, ooh. Yeah, that's where me and Jack rode on Saturday. Yeah, it's, that's it's the first really, time you've been on first it. Time, I, I'd been like a couple, of years a couple of K maybe on it yeah. before. But um, just I, I think I went up to, uh, yeah, I don't know, doing a long run once from Yarra Flats. I did a little yeah. loop there. But I, um, yeah, we, we went all the way to Northland and it was like so nice. It's so beautiful. Did you go on the gravel part as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where, yeah, I've done a heap of running. It's and much then we, nicer than the Yeah, Mary then Creek. we went like across like through Preston and then went down Mary Creek and it, I thought it was, the Darabin Trail is way better than Mary Creek. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say the... Yeah, I was going to go into a big deep thing, but we've got too many international listeners to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really care about that. Um, so yeah, did that. And then I was supposed to go into the gym on Wednesday because that's my gym day. Um, and I was pretty much about to head in to, to the gym on Wednesday, Arvo. And then I got a call from uh, Richie Johnson who 
is was on the Q and A session um, and has been on the last two Q and A sessions. And he's he's my gym coach uh, who's been writing my program at the moment. And he gave me a call and said, um, "Hey, I you were booked in for uh, strength testing on Friday morning, and somehow I must have booked it Friday morning ages ago and forgot. But it's like well, I'm training threshold, mm. and so I can't do it. So he's like, oh, well, I can only do and I've, I can only do uh, Thursday.'" And you're sort of overdue for it. And he goes, why don't you just come in tomorrow to do the strength testing? And I was like, okay, so I shouldn't, I'm not going to do gym the day before strength testing. So it sort of all moved down a day. Um, so Thursday morning, did an hour run um, with Smack out to Prunny Park and then finished in the city uh, for the strength testing. And it was good. Everything had pretty much improved, um, except one of the things in my my quads was actually worse, but I... I don't care what Richie was saying, but I was putting it down to fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll jump one that down to fatigue, please. <laughs> yeah, would there be any reason why it would get worse? Yeah, I don't, no. No, he said it Unless shouldn't be. Unless you're injured or you're tired. Yeah, like, he said, he yeah. goes, it's just, you, you're obviously just tired. Yeah. Um, but ev- other than that, like everything was had improved quite a lot, which was good. Um, which was not, what was not good was having to do a, uh, Friday morning threshold the day after strength <laughs> testing. I don't recommend that to my worst enemies. Um, and Paul McKinnon, uh, the balance runner, met me down there. Um, last time he came down would have been a few, I think he came in January uh, to look at my my technique and I was cooked then and I've had about 12 weeks of really good thresholds between now and then for his next time he comes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was really good. Uh, it was really windy. All the other boys were on the gravel so I was just on the, on the road myself. Um, and I did the. Sh- have you ever been th- cut through? So you know pit light, like pit lane behind that, it. Yeah, you go yeah, through yeah. where the trees are. Yeah. I think it's where the Melbourne Marathon course goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I ran through there. Did, Why? Because of pit lane had the stop signs. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. So what's it like at Albert Park right now? Well, I, like they're still packing up. And stuff. I think they're still packing up. Yeah, that's yeah. why we did it. There was still one. Uh, it's look, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get stopped anywhere else, but the the boys said, "Oh, there's a guy with a stop sign in pit lane." Yeah. So I just avoided that and just did did two <laughs> laps of that. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've still got this little uh, adductor sort of issue, and it just it gets angrier on the gravel. So I just yeah. try, and especially now that we're going to go to the tan, I want to make sure I'm doing. Um, yeah, but there was just a couple of my minor adjustments that that Paul made um, to my threshold and like, to my technique and it just helps instantly. Mm. Like you just do it and it doesn't feel maybe super right and then you, I look down at the pace and I'm like, oh, how come I'm running five seconds a K quicker for feeling easier? Yeah. Yeah, it is because they're not huge changes no. but then they make a big difference. They do yeah. make a big difference. Um, yeah. And then uh, Saturday just went for a ride, um, did a 90-minute ride around Q Boulevard um, and then on Sunday I had two hours um, but I, <laughs> in disorganized fashion, I was meeting you at the Pillar Hill at uh, 9.15 and so for me... 11.15. Sorry, 11.15. So for me that means I leave at 9.15. Yeah. It's like, well, for a long run you've got to have a couple of toilet stops. And, <laughs> and, cross uh, some roads. Cross some roads, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a bloody rock in my shoe I had to take out at one point. <laughs> Um, so yeah, ended up finishing at the, the, the Pillar Hill, uh, on, a, on Anderson street at an hour 45 and I was like 413 pace. Um, and then had to run another, I ran another 12 minutes. So it was an hour 57 all up. I love how you had your protein out after an hour 45 yeah. and then started your run again. I know that is funny. And then you were taking the piss out of me, but it is a smarter thing to do. Definitely for your body to absorb, as long as you don't get a, like if... Isn't Otherwise, you're going to stand there for half an hour with no. Yeah, definitely protein. If you're going to have no, no, that's true. But you still need carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jess Rothwell, if you're listening, write write in and say that I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was 109k for the week. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely going to have to add in some doubles soon when Collis lets me to get my K's K's up because he's sort of it's a bit hard. I'm pretty much maxed out. Unless I can yeah, go, you to, can't really add anymore. Can't can really I? add more. I can go, you know. No, um, on a Wednesday. That's yeah. about it. But I think I would prefer to add in some doubles and keep the yeah. Saturday as a ride day than, you know, because I could just go for a 10K run on Saturday and it just like bumps up the Ks quite a bit. But it's just probably, I'm probably going to get more out of and less risk doing yeah. some doubles with a day off. Yeah. So you actually, you flogged me this week. Yeah. Advice. Damn. 
it's it's quite patronizing you, <laughs> you, you saying it like that. Like you've come off a marathon, you've run 12 Ks and you're like, oh yeah, Joel, yeah, yeah, you've absolutely smashed me. 109 Ks for the week. Good job. Good job, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to say. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was a bit mean. <laughs> um, so before we get into uh, everybody's favorite segment, um, we, our audio engineer slash good guy slash housemate Duff is heading away to Europe in three weeks. Um, so we are putting a call out for a replacement audio engineer. Um, look, it sounds, it's one of those really fancy terms, audio engineer. It's like, if you know how to master a podcast, um, we, yeah, we'd use one of the, the door software or something like that. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners that do know how to do that. So send us a message um, either to our email, which can be found on our website or direct uh, DM on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, we've got a bunch of bunch of uh, episodes coming out every week and while Duff is living it up in Europe, we will need need someone to fill in for his shoes. And hey, if you're, if you're better and you're cheaper than Duff, then maybe yeah. you've got, you got a job. Yeah. <laughs> and we're always looking for more people because – now that we're putting out more podcasts, like with the Patreon and stuff, like there is, Duff can only do so much. So definitely, yeah. The more ba- more people we have um, as as backup, and like things always always go wrong in this in this uh, in this business, as we've as we've realised. So yeah, having having more people as part of the team uh, helps us a lot. So yeah, just just send in send in messages. Now, time for things we have seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent, mine. Is former guest of the podcast, Kai Robinson. Oh. He, uh, to be honest, this is a th- I've let him go twice. This is the third time I've caught him out on it's it. Become a bit, it's become a bit of a thing. Yeah. So he ran at um, Stanford Invite last week and ran the 10K and he came third or fourth. But you see in the background of the photo, he's celebrating with his tongue out. It's a, it's not a good celebration either. <laughs> um, celebrating his third or fourth position, and it wasn't a PB either. He also did this at World Cross, came twenty third or fourth, and had a huge celebration, um, and did it at World Champs when he missed the final. A huge celebration. So, I, it's just funny that I, I find celebrating for. It's something I'm not sure we've, about. We've t- yeah, we've talked about this before. I think maybe maybe not with him, but it's it's definitely uh, no. That's right. It was when we we railed one of. I think I, I did. I chose uh, I chose him for for some Instagram video that he put up where it was like a rapper, you know. And yeah. I said, I go, it's like that very American college um, thing where they all just like rev each other up, and it's like you, you can do what you want. It's like wow, like go you. That's so cool. Whereas in like Australia, you get like your head kicked in. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like twenty fourth. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just different different cultures. So yeah, we're not too sure. Yeah, that. I'm not sure about it. when I saw. The zoomed in photo of his face celebrating. I was like, nah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> and luckily, you've got a podcast where you can tell the world. Yes, I'll let everyone know. Talking about letting everyone know, uh, I saw uh, I saw you and Jack went for a nice, cute little gravel ride on the, on the single trails. And uh, in the picture on on Jack's story, it was a video that Jack put up on his story. Um, he's filming, and there's a nice single trail and beautiful. Was a nice single trail? Oh yeah, you would know you don't go on them too often. <laughs> Me and my gravel bike love them, <laughs> and we—I uh, I, yeah, I was just seeing and this, this single trail going ahead, and then there's like a lot of foliage, and then there's a river, and there's a steep drop, and you're tagged in the video, and it like swings across. I'm like, where is he? You're down almost in the river and you can just see your dorky helmet sticking up out of the grass and you're like trying to pick up your bike. But I know that there's not another trail down there. How did you get down there? What yeah, so me and Jack went on a bit of a ride and and Jack being Jack goes on like has to – it can't just be on a nice leisurely ride. <laughs> oh, God, like, trails. Yeah, and uh, so we're on this one and um, it's definitely above our skill, skill level, I would say. <laughs> um, <and laughs> above your pay grade and then, for sure. But I think me and Jack – we then kind of get a little bit more confidence so we start going a bit faster and faster. And, and you both like, have ego. Yeah, and then so like I'm at the front and I'm like thinking I'm dropping jacks. I'm like going hard and I hit this rock. So it was it was muddy as well, but I hit this big rock. Like I just didn't get up it. And so I've like gone to the left 
And then I'm like, oh no, I'm falling a bit here, <laughs> and like, there's just nowhere for me to go down. It's like fall down the cliff. Did you did you slide down it, or did you like do like rotation? I think I, I think I slid and then and then rotated my bike Shit. over me. Um, and to be honest, it felt like I fell like a meter, but I would have f- fallen like a good like yeah. six seven meters. It's quite a steep drop. Um, but don't worry, it, the listeners will see. I went through a cactus. Did I tell you oh, that? Yeah. Really? So it didn't go into me, but like. There was next to me was a flattened cactus, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just sitting there. And I was I like, have, oh. I wouldn't have thought there'd be a cactus growing there. There was a few, them. yeah, really, yeah. Um, but it was lucky that it was like it was a pretty like grassy section, and it was kind of muddy as well. So it was, I didn't hurt myself. I hit my knee, I think, on my bike, and that was the only thing that hurt for a bit. But Isn't yeah. it funny that you can you can do that and it looked like quite a steep drop and you've like really damaged yourself, but you do that and it's not really bad. And then the uh, you know another thing is just doing a really casual bike ride up a slow incline and you've got a tote bag on. Oh um, yeah, and the, and the tote bag just just dangles down into your front wheel. You lock up over and you literally do long lasting and end up in hospital and having a sore shoulder for a year yeah don't you still have it yeah it's been pretty good lately i reckon i could be finally over it (laughs) 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 so it's been nearly two years did we ever did you ever talk about this on the podcast or did you come up with a i reckon you might have like this news to you (laughs) bitters is listening on what (laughs) no he bitters knew what happened because bitters um has fallen off a bike a few times so it's He's sympathetic for it. Yeah. If uh, he's broken both his collarbones, so now if, Jack fell off. So Jack also too. fell off. He, how, yeah. how was his fault? Well, so you know the section from um, Yarra Boulevard down to um, the bridge. Um, yeah, the, the steep, like yeah, yeah so the, on the road. No, no, on the dirt. Oh yeah, yeah, where we where we run, run down. down. Yeah. yeah, so we were going but, down there, yeah. and it was just really slippery, and, and it's real. There's big roots. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, he f- fell off there and. Yeah, lands on his side, and yeah, so he's a bit sore from that. He's, bit, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna be, he's gonna be at, at training tomorrow complaining. It's, it's like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, no, I just uh, fell downstairs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things that like gravel riding and, and mountain biking and stuff, you, you do fall off quite a bit. But that's you know, it's obviously new to you that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, come on the gravel and you'll fall off too. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. hope you don't fall off because you'd be falling off on hodl. <laughs> <laughs> Or on the bike path. Like, also, my, also, my bones are made of polystyrene. I just do like a gentle fall off and I break the tibia in half. Yeah, Jack's funny that he like wants to go on like the single trails and like the more technical stuff where I prefer the Pop bit more gravel. open yeah, and, we, and you're going fast yeah. on that. I'm and, like uh, that. To be honest, the uh, the gravel, the whole point of the bikes that we have, they're like the touring um, touring off-road gravel bikes. So you're supposed to like the whole point like to do a, a uh, like a bike packing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And in bikepacking, you're on like gravel roads or rail trails and you're trying to go like the back roads through the country and stuff. You're not supposed to be on single trails. No. Like, because you've got drop bars. They're not as, yeah, yeah. nowhere near as, uh, you know, you don't you don't have the same control. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. So, but it's funny. I'm like, I'm like down in the grass and Jack's just like, can I take a photo? I was like, all right, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So you, were, I was wondering, I was wondering why uh, you was you were still there while he was taking the yeah. video. Now, to be honest, it took me a little bit to get up. Like I was because it was just a bit like a bit shaken bit, up. Yeah, a little bit, and then I was just like sitting there, and then Jack actually had to come down and. Help, help me get the bike up yeah. because um, the steel bikes are so heavy. Oh, so heavy. And then I was just like straight away, like my whole body was just like stiff and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be getting the bike out of here. <laughs> um, and then we started again and I was just like, yeah, it took me like a minute where I'm just like going really slow. Yeah, t- definitely. <laughs> until happens. I got back to it. But Do you know what uh, would be really funny? You know how on Spotify, if you go like search podcasts, this is pretty cool thing for us but if you go uh podcast and then you go health health and wellness and then we come up in the work it category it'd be really cool if like we scroll down like the other like health and wellness or fitness and we come up in cycling yeah, now, yeah. now that we've done like a good 10 minutes we've hit the algorithm <laughs> yeah. that we can now break into finally we're talking about something we're interested yeah in. I know. <laughs> it's, taken, it's only taken two years <laughs> been faking you just in running but i've got more people now when i put up the photo of my bike on uh wednesday when, when i rode and then than that video. I reckon I had more people messaging about that than when I broke the Australian. <laughs> just like, I know, because like cool. nice bike or like, yeah. or people were like messaging on, did you fall off your bike? I was like, what the fuck does it look like? Like, I'm like <laughs> no, I, I just, didn't just jump down here for fun. I was cactus picking down, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> oh shit, no, that's good. Lucky you didn't hurt yourself um, yeah. because, I, you know, you obviously need your body to be super, super strong to see if you can double your Ks and do 24, <laughs> yeah. 24 Ks next week. <laughs> I was surprised I didn't hurt myself, to be honest, but. 
We'll try again. We'll, we'll <laughs> go for a, maybe this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. If oh no, I'm racing. I'm racing Albert Park. That's true. Can't be doing a gravel run. Yeah, well, we didn't mention that. You so you're racing on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Albert Park. I do a, man, I do a lot of racing now, so I don't really find the need to uh, mention them. They sort of you know races come and go. <laughs> they come up in the plan. I just get them done, and that's it. Hopefully, it's good as um, conditions as it was on Sunday. Uh, Chelsea and Smack were having a conversation this morning while I was having my coffee, and they were saying how bad it's going to be. Oh, yeah. But okay. What day is it? It's Monday, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Like, what did Nick Earl say? Three yeah. days. <laughs> that's, that's something, yeah, I, I took from Nick Earl. You yeah, yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently the weekends look, I think. It's when it's if it's just one day you can tell, but if it's like a big bunch of days of bad weather, you know it's probably going to be bad. You know, yeah, I don't know. I reckon when we're looking at London Marathon weather, like a week before, it was like it looked like it was going to be twenty degrees sunny, yeah, and like all the days around that were that, and then ended up being raining. Rainy. So okay, good. We'll see. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. Do you go on the? Have you, you haven't done it, obviously, but um, I think you go on the gravel for a bit. Because I saw no. a photo that AV oh. put up and there was someone running like on the gravel. I think, do you go on the gravel? Yeah, sure. Maybe not. only towards the finish or something. Okay. But I'm pretty sure you just run one side of the lake. Yeah. Out and back. Yeah. And then you go into the truck. So maybe just that little section there or something. But yeah. well, I don't reckon there's much on the gravel. Well, we've all been joking at training that uh, Ed Marks and Cody Shanahan have to, you know, they should be like beating us all by over a minute. Because so, they beat you. Because they, they flogged yeah. us at jails and we we're all like, well, geez, they've got to, you know, if they, if if Ed and Cody don't run under 28, they've failed. Yeah. Or they <laughs> took a shortcut at jails. Or which they took one a shortcut. Yeah. Which one is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of episode 52. Um, we are throwing in five minutes. I love how they throwing in like it's just a real casual thing. We are <laughs> delicately placing in five minutes of uh, the most recent Q&A with, hosted by Dave McNeil um, about how to manage running injuries with uh, Richie Johnson and Nick Cross of Melbourne CBD Physio. So, yeah, we will be placing uh, a lot of uh, content just you know, little teasers at the end of episodes. Um, thank you to that person who yeah, I was going to say <laughs> who, who <laughs> so sweet wrote in to uh, to to the direct message and said, "Oh, just letting you guys know, there's some physios talking at the end of episode 51, <laughs> as if it was like an error, like a mistake." <laughs> thank but, you for letting us but know. But thanks for letting us know. No, we're doing that um, with the hopes that uh, people listen and think, "Shit, I want to listen to more of that stuff." Um, so they sign up to Patreon. Thank you a lot to all of the people that have supported us on Patreon so far, um, but we do need a lot more, never never ending. Um, the support, the more support we get uh, from our Patreon supporters, geez, say support one more time. <laughs> um, the more help we get, the more content we can produce. Yep. <laughs> nice, little, nice little, let me, hang me out to dry there. We're saying support 50 times, look over for a bit of assistance and I just get a yep. <laughs> Oh, what a fun way to end. See you later. See you guys. If you want to get here in a running world and perform, this is what it's going to take. Maybe a good follow-up question, maybe for you, Rich, uh, sorry, for you, Nick, um, kind of along those lines, um, is what are some of the ways that you're progressing a runner through an SNC program, you know, besides just, I mean, obviously adding weight, um, but, you know, probably other things as well. And, and how are you, you know, adding things like speed and power and, you know, where do your isometrics and eccentrics come into programming? You touched a little bit on it, but maybe maybe you can explain, you know, why, why you're using some of those things. Um, well, they kind of, they come in, it's, it's not necessarily like you just develop the, the fundamental strength, you know, in, in certain tissue and then you just drop it. Like you, you need to maintain that. Um, so, and there, there'll be always an element of like some tissue maintenance, and then, and then it's looking and saying, like, okay, as we, like as we transition, like it's trying to build capacity, and then some really specific properties in, um, you know, in, in tissue. Um, and so then you, yeah, you're not just, yeah, you're not just ditching and, and having just very clear cut. It's the kind of the programs are a bit of a mix. Um, and and it depends on like if you're going through like general prep, specific prep, comp prep, and, and that um, real tapering phase. So um, yeah, so that's where we're trying to um, trying to mix it up. But as we said, like you know, if 
if they if they if a runner's developed all of their um, um, you know fundamentals, then sure, then you can start to really switch it in. But sometimes, as we said, you know, in our previous episode, where we're looking and saying, well, it's a bit of rinse, wash, repeat, you know, with some of like the easy running. Sometimes, like your your gym program actually looks very um, meat and potatoes for a long period of time um, before you go into the real nitty gritty. Um, because you know the runner can actually do really well f- from that. Um, you know, if there's there's no real point of trying to go into the real, um, the high end stuff when when they still haven't got that that basic. So, um, yeah, it, there's not like a there's not a perfect answer, but um, you know, and a, and a perfect time to transition. But I, I think that that giving you probably the most clarity um, and, and how we kind of go about it, but. Look, you know, once they do have it, like yeah, sure. Like in a in a track based athlete, like you, um, but we're certainly looking at um, certain tissues to be able to act isometrically, have really good rate of force development, and then in our practice, we're using a lot of um, pneumatic tech um, to then train, you know, um, speed because. You know, you, you can only increase tissue capacity from an eccentric point of view to a certain extent, and then it's just going to cap out. And then it's just trying to train, um, you know, um, yeah, the, the, the frequency. Um, and with that is is then speed. So, you know, and that's when we're actually trying to drop load down um, to really find find that sweet spot about training that, um, like, you know, tracks into some of this ferocious-like movements um, and, and at a rapid rate. So... Um, but at the same time, like you could flip that on its head and go, well, we don't because, you know, because of pathology history and we're saying, well, you know, if we do that, we could, we could cause like real problem, you know, in, especially when we're looking like at tendon pathology and we're then using the running as a, you know, as the way that they're developing their speed. And if we're doing, and then, because if we're adding in plyometrics, it's like, it's too, too high tendon load and and then they're having issues again. So we could kind of keep it to the meat and the potatoes and, you know, um, build your fundamentals and maybe later on down the track. So it's you, you might bring that in. So it's it's um it's it's not like a, a silver bullet or a one size fits all. I think I think it's really quite complicated and it's a bit of a clinical art form about, you know, um, you know, um, you know, when you want to try and bring things in and um yeah, yeah. So if that kind of makes a bit of sense, because we also see like in certain interventions, like if you're looking at Danny Lum's work um, in like an all your isometric training, like it takes like a certain amount of weeks for that to have, you know, clinical effect. And so you might find a runner comes in and they're looking, you know, for, um, you know, they've got an event in certain weeks and and that may not be you you may not have enough time to bring in certain interventions and so you're saying well all right well i'm not going to get anything out of trying to bring that in and it's just actually let's just go back and um yeah just keep it to the basics yeah yeah i think there's lots of good good uh good bits there i think one of the main things a little bit like in our previous episode where we talked about the value of just having consistency um, mm. and you don't necessarily have to change things to be making progress. And it's it's kind of refreshing to hear that that's, that's how it works in the gym as well. Sometimes we're just, you know, rinse and repeat. Um, sometimes it is just that, yeah, as you said, that that meat and potatoes. And, and sometimes when we're, you know, adding things, p- progression type things, maybe they're happening at the same time as we're keeping some other stuff as well. Um, mm. So it's like a, yeah, again, it's, it would be very hard in, in this episode to, to discuss Gus everything because each, each example has a different context and, and each athlete has a bit of a different context as well. Yeah.